Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. And welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie, and I'm happy to announce that the Star Wars Action News website photos will be getting an upgrade. <gasps> oh, an upgrade. Be- at least the store pics, not the studio pics, but the store pics, because my cell phone got an upgrade, and when I'm in the store, I don't pull out the DSLR. That could be a little conspicuous. Well, if you recall, there was a nasty security guard at Target who kind of got mad at us for taking pictures one time. Stores really don't like that sometimes, so you just kind of have to turn off your sound and snap your pics. Usually they don't care, but once I think in a if while, I hold out like a whole setup with lights and everything, they might get a little angry. Yeah. But yes, the iPhone 5 is out, and of course, this leads to the endless frustration. There's no Star Wars cases for the iPhone 5. No, it always happens. Every time I go to get a new iPhone, they come out with really cool iPhone cases, and this just happened. Power A has some amazing Star Wars iPhone cases, not for the 5. And there were some really nice etched Star Wars custom iPhone 4 and 4S cases at Celebration 6. And I really wanted one of those, but knew this was coming. And so I have found a workaround. And this isn't just for Apple people. I almost decided to switch over to the Galaxy Note. The droid phones are very cool. I have a Nexus that's a droid. It's really good. And there's a site I go to called Skinit. It's Skinit, S-K-I-N-I-T dot com. Now, I'm not sure... If this is going to be one of those things like Cafe Press where the fun ride is going to end eventually. But Skinit makes skins for iPhones, iPads, laptops, you name the device. And in my experience, they have been very, very good about using any image I find on the web and making me a device skin out of it. I got a lot of comments at Celebration because I scanned the cover of the Star Wars Insider that had Han and Carbonite and made that the back skin for my iPad, which we used for our presentations. And a lot of people were going, oh, that's a really cool iPad cover. Where'd you get it? I'm like, well, I just scanned the magazine cover and put it in. And for the front, I did the Crimson Empire 2 cover, and they'll make a front cover, and then you set your wallpaper image, and you scale it just to the right size. Well, for the iPhone 5, before I ever had the phone, I went to skinit.com, and I took this really cool Rebel image that I saw... I actually found this one looking just for iPad wallpapers, and so I had it on my hard drive. Just a Rebel insignia that looks like it's on some kind of concrete or something or on the side of a ship. And so for 10 bucks, 
I have a protective skin that shows love of Star Wars on my iPhone 5. And so if you've got one of the new iPhones, if you're one of the millions of us zombies who went iPhone and just like lemmings purchased the latest greatest, it'll probably be about a year if experience holds before the official cases start coming out. And so this is a way to do that. And at 10 bucks, I don't get too retentive about the art I put on there because then I can change it up often and they usually have big sales, buy one, get one free. So if you're like, ooh, this or that, get both. They remove easily. I've been using them since I had the old Razer flip phone. Oh, geez. That's a blast from test. That was, I think, their precursor to the iPhone craze because everyone had to have that Razer. When I worked for Singular, everyone would call and scream about that damn Razer. Yeah, I remember getting the Razer and I took the Battle of Yavin X-Wing and got it that covered the entire Razer. And, you know, for the different devices, sometimes they send them in pieces. They did for the Razer. And so when I had the phone flipped, it was an entire panoramic view of the X-Wings flying past Yavin. And then when I folded it in half, it just had the X-Wings. It was very cool. So I do recommend SkinIt.com. They're not a sponsor or anything. I just buy a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I got some great skins from my iPad there, and you did too. So it works out really well. They're really great product. Pretty I'm, durable. They are. They're nice vinyl skins. They have uh adhesive that when you remove them, they don't leave any residue. I had one on my iPhone 4 that I sold, and I peeled it right off. I didn't even have to do any of that rubbing with my thumb to take any of it off. I'm pretty anal about my electronics. I don't want to see them scratched up or anything. And so when I got my new Mac last Christmas, I didn't want one of those big heavy cases like I'd had on my previous one, because those add some pretty heft to them as well as thickness. I ended up getting a skin that just goes on the top and the bottom at Skin It. Again, art that I probably didn't have the right to reproduce, but I don't endorse piracy or anything. But if it's for personal use, that's always a questionable thing. It's just I'm not taking somebody else's art and making them to sell. I just want it for me. And in fact, there's that really cool ad in Chicago art that I love and bought some prints of. And I took that art and just submitted it to Skin It for my iPod skin and showed it to the artist himself. And he was just jazzed that I liked the art so much that I'd get an iPod skin made out of it. So sometimes they don't mind, but you can check it out, skinit.com, because that's probably my favorite new thing of the week is my iPhone 5 skin, even though this was just what image I happened to grab and I may change it up in a couple of months. They also have them for the front. It was more useful for the front of the iPhone 4 or the iPad where it goes down the sides. Here, it's just like this weird bikini that covers only the top <laughs> and the bottom of the iPhone 5. You get it for the same price. When you buy a iPhone 5 skin, you get front and back. I just didn't apply the front. Yeah, unless you have the wallpaper, it's going to look funny. But then you're right, because this doesn't have the sides, it's going to look silly. Yeah, even with the wallpaper, I'm not sure. But it's so thin down the sides, I understand why they wouldn't try to do something, at least at launch, that... Here's the thing, I wouldn't want to apply it. They're pretty easy to apply, though. I'm not good at those things because they always end up crooked. I didn't use any kind of applicator or anything on mine, and it goes right through. The funny thing is, you can see the etched apple if you look at it in the light. You can see where the Apple logo is a little bit recessed, but I don't have too much problem getting those on. The bigger ones I do. The back of the iPad, I have to admit, I always get some air bubbles in. That's why I have you do those for me, because I don't have the patience. So, I know, for me, it's just important to have something personal that shows my love of Star Wars on my devices. And I think that a lot of people are that way. And 
I've often looked at taking some of the photographs I've done in the studio for some of our high-end collectibles and using those as skins as well. Those would be kind of cool. Because every so often I take a picture of something and I'm like, oh, that looks really nice and use it as a desktop wallpaper or something. So check that out if you need something for your iPhone or anything else. Now, also, we want to do an update. We mentioned last time we are heading to the Minneapolis area. I think we need to clarify. I said Minneapolis itself is not actually Minneapolis. It's the metro area. Yeah. For Star Wars Reads Day on October 6th, because Jonathan Jackson Miller, author of the Star Wars Knight Errant comics and novel, as well as the Lost Tribe of the Sith e-novellas that were recently collected and put in print, plus... Troy Denning, fan favorite writer of such kick-ass books as Apocalypse, Mm. Tattooing Ghost, so many others, are both going to be up there doing signings at a Barnes & Noble. Actually, Arnie Daniel Wallace is going to be there, too. Yeah, that's a late ad, I think, because when I found out about this was when John Jackson Miller tweeted about it, and... Daniel Wallace, great guy. He's been on the show a couple of times. Did the Essential Guide to Planets and Moons, Essential Guide to Droids, the Essential Chronology. So I need to throw a couple more books in the car for the signatures there. I'm really glad we're not flying for this (laughs) because I hate lugging books through airports. Well, if you're going to attend for the Minneapolis area, we will be there. The event starts around 2 at the Barnes & Noble at the Harmar Mall, which I had no idea they named them all after Harmar Superstar. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know who Armar Superstar is? He's hilarious. He's a musician. He's great in a 70s kind of way. But that's in Roseville, Minnesota, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. Apparently, there's also a small comic convention in that same area that same day. So we're probably going to be checking that out before the signing. And then thinking about going out and getting some drinks and having a... Night out with fellow Star Wars fans who we don't get to see that often. We can go to one of Prince's nightclubs, right? Is that a no? I'm fine with it. The comic book convention is called Fall Con, and it's at the Minnesota State Firegrounds on Saturday only. Unfortunately, their website has been down, so I'm not sure of the exact times as I recall. It was like 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I see it at 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the Education Building 1372 Cosgrove Avenue. It sounds like one of those things we're going to be at for a total of 30 to 45 minutes and then be like, well, we've seen it, but maybe we'll be happily surprised. You never know. So come on out and show your support for Star Wars Reads Day. And speaking of Barnes & Noble, we went to Barnes & Noble yesterday, and they have a ton of new Star Wars toys. Yeah, they turned into Borders, which Arnie pointed out really didn't work out well for Borders because, well, they're all gone. But Barnes & Noble, ours redid their store, and it's about a quarter toys now. They have toys that I don't think you can get anywhere else, to my knowledge. They have the largest selection of Funko that I've seen anywhere. Now... If you're in a big city and you have really good comic stores that have tons of collectibles, you can probably get these. But if you're in the majority of cities in the States, there's just no retailer that's going to reliably carry Funko headphones or the mini bobbleheads. And Barnes & Noble has all of those. They did also have the blocks from Funko, those flat, kind of boxy Star Wars characters that are made of vinyl. They call it vinyl with an edge. And they had Boba Fett, the Stormtrooper, and Darth Vader. Now, I 
really like the Batman blocks. I don't know. Batman works in a variety of different mediums like that and different dimensions. And I really was excited to see the Star Wars ones. But for some reason, it just didn't do it for me. I like them. Do you? But I don't like them. $20. They're pretty expensive for what you get. They're $17.95. I'm a Barnes and Noble discount member, so subtract 10%, but then add it back in for <laughs> sales tax. And it feels to me like one of those items that Entertainment Earth is going to have a buy one, get one half off sale on pretty soon. And that'll be the time I just get all of them. They also had something that I had no clue was out in retail. Kotobukiya Artifacts Plus Vinyl Statues for the Clone Wars. And they were individually packaged. I remembered they had the Build-A-Figure such, but I'd never seen these at retail. They had the Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan all right there at Barnes & Noble. A great way to get these items out to people who don't internet shop and just buy what they see. And they were $40 a piece. And again, if you're a Barnes & Noble member, then all of a sudden that 10% starts to matter. It does. It does matter when you're making a large purchase or having a very expensive item. So while I honestly question what this means for Barnes & Noble's future, it was cool to see some of these items out. There's one item that I may go back and get. I just held off at the moment, but it was a Star Wars toy box. And sometimes we need places to put, as Marjorie calls it, the bric-a-brac that we collect at cons and we just don't know what to do with. And we pretty much use Rubbermaid totes for it. But there's a Lego storage toy box that has Lego Star Wars characters on all sides. And it just seems perfect to start throwing all the con badges. And I thought it was kind of cute. I liked it quite a bit. There were also a couple of other Lego items I hadn't seen there. A LED desk lamp of Darth Vader. I might have to get that. And a Yoda lightsaber flashlight. They didn't have the book I wanted. God forbid they actually have books. But they had a ton of Star Wars toys. I understand Fifty Shades of Grey saved Barnes & Noble single-handedly, so that's the only book that matters. Are you kidding me? No. Really? Really. Is it because soccer moms don't know how to use Amazon? (laughs) Wow, that disappoints me. It's Twilight fan fiction! So that was some of the unusual stuff we found, but... Starting a new segment with us is Jonathan. He's a co-host over at Republic Forces Radio Network, and he's going to be checking in with us from time to time with his own store finds and online news. So everyone, please welcome Jonathan to the show. Hello, I'm Jonathan. Welcome to the first On the Peg segment here on Star Wars Action News. Arnie and Marjorie asked me if I'd be willing to share some of my collecting exploits with everyone. I'll be reporting on what I'm finding in my local big box retailers, on the internet, and other and odd and unusual places. I'll also be discussing collecting news, what's up for pre-order, what's been released, issues in collecting, and reviewing various items if there's still time. Once in a while, we all might even go on a toy run. First, I'd like to share a bit about me and my collecting focus. I've been an avid collector of the Kenner and Hasbro 3 and 3 quarter inch figures, vehicles, and playsets since 1978. For my birthday that year, I received the Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader figures, and from that moment I was pretty much hooked. Currently, I'm both an on-card and loose figure collector, and I also try to get most of the major variations on both figures and cards. I'm also an EU fan, so I have an extensive Star Wars book and comic collection. And, thanks in no small part to Star Wars Action News, for the past few years, I've been dabbling in gentle giant statues and bookends. 
On to what's been showing up in stores lately. Well, since Celebration 4, there has been a bit more Hasbro being found in local brick-and-mortar stores near me. I wouldn't call it an opening of the floodgates, but stuff seems to be showing up with more regularity than I've been seeing all summer. The first item I found is the Target-exclusive Darth Maul Returns Battle Pack. The first thing I noticed when I bound this was the price. As was reported a few weeks ago, the cost of the three-figure battle packs have been creeping dangerously close to the $30 mark. But this pack was only $19.99, and if you waited till this past week to pick it up, it was on sale for a few dollars less than that. This pack was quite a nice find. It contains three figures that I believe will be well-received by fans. The first is the armored Savage Opress figure that was so difficult for many collectors to find last year. This is a nice example of how Hasbro may be trying to make up for the distribution difficulties of late by getting the figures that the collectors want into their hands in alternative ways. The other two figures are previously unreleased, a Dathomir Sister and a robotic leg Darth Maul done in the Clone Wars animated style. I really think Target got this pack out at the right time with the impending premiere of Clone Wars Season 5. And remember, for all your Clone Wars news, please join us at Republic Forces Radio Network. But that is all that I've found at Target lately, which is usually a mainstay for me in this area. Now, I have been stalking my local Toys R Us and Kmarts for the new speeder bikes and vintage 2-packs, respectively. And finally, my tenacity was rewarded. Last week, I found the speeder bike pack at a Toys R Us near work. What made this even a sweeter find was the fact that they were running a buy one, get one 50% off promotion. So it came out to be roughly $35 for two packs. That's not too hard to take. At first glance, this seems like a nice piece. I haven't had time to really go over it in detail, but the only thing negative that I've noticed thus far is that the paint application on the troopers in my packs seems to be a bit sloppy. Hopefully this is an isolated issue and not a problem with the whole run. Even if it is, given Hasbro's track record, we will probably be seeing this speeder in other incarnations. Re-released in maybe an Ultimate Battle Pack, released in Hoth Deco as a Shadow Trooper, or packed with an Episode 2 clone. The other items that I was very happy to find were the Kmart-exclusive 2-packs. As I said, I've been literally stalking a Kmart near my work at lunch, going there three to four times a week. I realized it was a problem when a number of the employees started greeting me with a, So, going to see if we have it today? Ah, well. This may have worked to my advantage, as each time I went in, I asked the same few employees about it, and then thanked them for taking the time to check for me. This is a good lesson when toy hunting that I know Arnie and Marjorie have gone over a few times. Politeness goes a long way. Employees from various stores have told me that collectors are often really rude or short with them when hunting for toys. One stock person even told me that a Matchbox car collector was so consistently rude that even though the stock person knew that there was a new case of cars in the back, he told the man that everything that they had was out and held it back for someone else. Treat these guys with some common courtesy and it can come back to help you out. That was certainly the case for me here. When I went into the Kmart a few days ago to look again for these packs, the stock boy was more than happy to stop what he was doing and go look in the back for them. When he came out with the sets for me, I was thrilled. In no small part because that meant I didn't have to keep going to Kmart. The figures are really nice, but what I was even more pleased with is the price. Two figures for $14.99. Given the $10 price point that we're seeing for the vintage Saga Legends and Clone Wars lines, I thought this was more than reasonable. Another item I was able to score this week, I found at Walgreens, which is a local drugstore here, last night when I was picking up some medication for my kids. The new Saga Legends Darth Vader with a light-up saver. I know lots of people have been saying that they found this figure, but this is the first time I've seen it in the wild. Now, I have to say I really like this figure. 
I know some people say we don't need another Vader figure, and yes, I know this is even the second one in the most recent incarnation of Saga Legends itself. Sure, it's not super articulated, it has a molded cape and not soft goods, but I really enjoy the way it looks, and it reminds me of one of my first two Star Wars figures, the vintage Darth Vader. The light-up saber is a good gimmick, and I think it will really appeal well to the younger fans. My boys certainly liked it and have already volunteered to take it off my hands. Uh, if I find another one, I might pick it up for them, but this one is going to stay in my collection. The last thing I got this week was something that I ordered from Entertainment Earth a few weeks ago while they were having one of their sales. As I said earlier, I collect the Gentle Giant statues, and I pretty much stick to the original trilogy on those. One that I've been kind of hemming and hawing on was the Luke Bespin statue. But, as Entertainment Earth had it for 50% off, I decided to pull the trigger. It's a nice piece, and I'll probably review it in a future segment. On to news. As you would know if you subscribe to the Star Wars Action News new release newsletter, there are a number of pre-orders that were put up this week. Sideshow put up their 1-6 scale Padawan Obi-Wan figure, and their Mythos line Gamorrean Executioner statue. Now, from the pictures I saw, the Gamorrean is a really nice piece. Has changeable heads and a lot of detail. Almost makes me want to expand my collecting focus. Hmm, we'll see. Gentle Giant opened pre-orders for their 12-inch Jumbo Rocket-Firing Boba Fett. This is nice for people who weren't able to pick up that first 12-inch Boba Fett figure that they released a few years ago. I think it was at Celebration 5. To go with that line, they also put up the 12-inch Cantina environment that I know a lot of people were drooling over at Celebration. This is a really nice callback to the vintage Sears exclusive Cantina backdrop, and I can only hope that they'll continue this by releasing other vintage backdrops done in that 12-inch scale. In a bit of a surprise, Hasbro Toy Shop listed the Wolfpack Ultimate Gift Pack for pre-order. I could be wrong, but when this set was initially announced, I thought it was going to be a Walmart exclusive like the Clone Wars Ultimate Gift Pack was last season. But given how many of those Ultimate Gift Packs I saw on clearance at Walmart, they may have decided to pass on this one. In another bit of news for Kodo collectors, AFX is running a buy one get one free on their ArtFX Shock Trooper 2 packs. Pretty nice deal if you want to troop build them. And lastly, Toys R Us is running a coupon in the Sunday paper from September 23rd. It's a buy one, get one 75% off. This would be great for anybody who has yet to pick up those Yavin Pilot or Ewok 5 packs, or if you need multiples on the speeder bike. Well, that's it for me this week. If you have questions, comments, or collecting words of wisdom, email me at Jonathan, that's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N, at republicforces.com. And until next time, keep hunting. Thank you to Jonathan for doing this segment. And another big thank you because he was just out randomly shopping. And he happened to find a Jar Jar toy I didn't have. And he texted me and I'm like, get it. And then he talked the guy down on the price because the box wasn't perfect, which is okay because I opened them anyway. So thank you, Jonathan. And thank you for me, the Kmart items he found. Longtime listeners know we dislike Kmart because they declared bankruptcy, stole their employees' pensions, then emerged from bankruptcy with enough money to buy Sears. So they screwed over their employees and then purchased another major company. And so I really try not to shop at Kmart. When they have these exclusives, I just 
get this physically ill feeling when I go into the store. And I realize some people feel the same way about Walmart. And it's just the Kmart thing was so nasty that I try not to go there. But I really wanted these Endor exclusives, of course. Jonathan sent me a text message. He was at a Kmart. Yes, my dollars are still going to Kmart, but at least I don't have to go to Kmart. So thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> now, Jonathan mentioned the Wolfpack Walmart exclusive set, and I also thought that was going straight to Walmart and going to be a Walmart exclusive because of the same packaging as last year's gift sets that Walmart had for not just Star Wars, but several lines. This year, it turns out it's being called an online exclusive. It did go up at Hasbro Toy Shop. Several days later, it went up at Walmart.com. So if you want these, it's apparently a shared exclusive information that came out very late in the week between Walmart.com and HasbroToyShop.com. So spend your money at whichever place you like, or with Walmart, you can get the site-to-store shipping and save on shipping that way. I didn't know it was going to Walmart. I already ordered my set from Hasbro Toy Shop. Jonathan also mentioned the Toys R Us speeder bikes. Marjorie, you hit a ton of Toys R Uses. I did. I had to go out of town for work, and I, on my way up, I had to be there by a certain time in the evening, and I had a kind of leisurely drive up, which afforded me the opportunity to stop at every Toys R Us between Springfield, Illinois, and Madison, Wisconsin that was within 15 miles of the interstate. And how many speeder bikes did you find? Not a single one. Yeah, I see reports on Yak Face and Jedi Temple and that these are being found coast to coast, but not here. Although this may work out in my favor, I did have to return the Ewok set that was a Toys R Us exclusive because I bought a set for the full 40 and then the next week they had buy one, get one half off. And because all the Ewoks have two hoods and... My belief is you can never have too many Ewoks. I went back and bought two sets and then returned the full price set, thus bringing it to a very nice $30 a set instead of 40 Well, if you got your Sunday ads, Toys R Us has a buy one, get one 75% off Star Wars figures, vehicles. I actually went out and got a couple extra newspapers just in case they happen to get something in because I'm not chomping at the bit. For the droid tank, but if I could buy one droid tank and get a second one 75% off, I'm going to do that. I think that would be a wise choice. I'm also thinking that maybe things will work out in my favor. I'll be stalking Toys R Us every day going right after work. It's on my way home and seeing if they got the speeder bikes because that speeder bike, I've played with it. Hasbro was nice and let me play with their speeder bike. And I'm not talking about setting it up. I'm talking about shake the thing to see if I could get the figure off. The Hasbro designer took it as a personal challenge to see if I could play with it hard enough to have the figure fall off, and I couldn't. I bet I could. You think you could. The bike fell apart before the figure came off. Wow. Because it had the disassemble action. So I definitely want at least two of those. The rule of three is gone, but it's now the rule of what I like, and I like these speeder bikes. Doesn't that just kind of free you, though, to buy what you like? The rule of what you like is so much better than, I must have three of this and five of this. And And with the Scout Trooper that it comes with, and like Jonathan says, it's probably going to be re-released. They told me at Comic-Con they'd love to re-release it with Paplu, which I would love, and have a Paplu that actually could be vertical on it. But yeah, if I can get one and get another one 75% off, I'm all about that. Now, Jonathan mentioned some sideshow items that went up on sale, one of which was the 12-inch Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
I don't really do the Sideshow 12 inch and I completely feel the pain of people who posted and were like, when these things started, they were $50 and now this Obi-Wan's $150. But I gotta say, it looked like a pretty nice piece. The facial sculpt from the pictures they posted just didn't completely sell me. The alternate head it came with, if you bought the exclusive edition, really made him look more like Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer than <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Some of these things you have to see in person. Well, Sideshow generally takes fabulous photos. I always have that apple in there. <laughs> it makes me wonder if it's a different apple and somebody eats it when they're done with the photo shoot, or is it a fake apple so that it's consistent? I hope it's fake so it's consistent. That's the OCD in me. <laughs> because different apples are different sizes. Like a, a Jonathan apple is not as big as a Honeycrisp, and they're different colors, and then they're different sizes. And, yeah, I have a lot of things to worry about. Yeah. But it helps to see things in person rather than... The photo, because a lot of times I've been burned by the photo, and a lot of times I've been burned by seeing it in person where I purchased it off the photo, and I'm like, dang it. Yeah, that's the case of, of course, the gentle giant Obi-Wan statue where the pre-production photo was totally different than the final product. But there have been many times where I look at something online and I go, eh, that doesn't look so cool. And then I see it in person at Comic-Con or something and the detail that the photos just didn't sell really stand out. Sometimes I have that problem too when I'm photographing items for our website. It's like you almost sometimes need to do video to convey a rotation that a single still shot can't do. But I passed on that. Sideshow did get my money this week. If you follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, they did a huge markdown on the Emperor premium format statue in the throne. This was a $500 piece, and at $500, I passed on it. But they took $200 off the price and marked it down to 300 bucks. I think that was worth it. I couldn't believe the discount on that. So that just arrived on Saturday. We will be reviewing it on an upcoming show. Gentle Giant also released some new items for pre-order this week. They're really going big again with the jumbo figures, no pun intended there. It's reminding me of about a year and a half ago when they started releasing Han, Big Head Han, Little Head Han, <laughs> Chewbacca, Princess Leia. And I had a real hard time keeping up with how many they'd done. Well, I kind of think they did a disservice to their Premier Guild members. When they did their Premier Guild for this year, there were three exclusives. Two mini busts, and then the Jumbo Gamorrean Guard figure. And I know several people. Scott from Tulsa was talking to us about this at Celebration. He joined the Premier Guild for the Gamorrean Guard figure. Now, if you join, you can buy these other items at the 60 bucks. But he wanted the Gamorrean Guard Jumbo figure. He said it was a Premier Guild exclusive, so he joined up to get it. Now, the Premier Guild is about the price of the figure, so if that's why he joined, he didn't really lose out. And plus, you get other benefits as a Premier Guild member. You get a 10% off coupon and all kinds of things. We were able to get an Emperor Mini Bust for $20 off. That was a very nice perk for Premier Guild members. But they changed things up. The Gamorrean Guard went up for pre-order last week to the world. So he wasted money. They actually changed it so that the exclusive version is now the Power of the Force repack that's coming with a scaled coin like the Power of the Force coins had. So it's going to be like Flavor Flav with the coins. It's going to be big. And they put it in the wrong place on the card because of the way they've rejigged the cards to be so big. So it's now off to the right and to the bottom instead of above the figure, which is where I remember them being. But 
I think that's kind of a, you think you have to be this exclusive club member to get the same way I feel I have to be in order to get the light up Republic Commando bust. And now, no, it's for everyone. And in fact, if you wanted the Return of the Jedi card, we're not giving that to you. We're giving you this Power of the Force card with a coin. And if you want the Return of the Jedi card, they actually say in their email to Premier Guild members, you can go out and buy that one too. It's kind of crappy. It's a little... mm. If I was all in on these jumbo figures, I'd probably need both Gamorrean guards anyway. And again, if you just wanted to display it loose, you're not out anything. You're getting a coin that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So there are some benefits. I can see both sides of this coin, so to speak. But it's just not as exclusive as they thought. And plus, for minibus collectors like myself... They've added Droopy McCool to go with your Psy Snoodles, and we can start getting the band together. Pull out the old Max Rebo they did. I guess if you had the right backdrop and you actually worked on something, that would actually be kind of cool, because it might be kind of neat, but it'd probably be a lot of work. Yeah, especially for half-size busts. Yeah, and I don't know that that would be the one to make the diorama of. (laughs) I'll be honest. All of these items are up for pre-order right now at Star Wars Action News sponsor Brian's Toys. And Brian's Toys has other items. If you didn't go to Celebration 6 or you did and you've been kicking yourself because you didn't buy the Walklings. The baby Ewoks in the basket. Well, those are available right now from Brian'sToys.com. As well as some older Gentle Giant items, some hard-to-find mini busts, such as the Darth Malak mini bust, or... The Boba Fett mini bust, which I don't have and I've been eyeing for a while. You can get those right now at Brian's Toys. And remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, be sure to mention that you were referred to them by Star Wars Action News. And speaking of mini busts, Gentle Giant kind of did a stealthy move. (laughs) They put up on their site the Emperor mini bust. And Premier Guild members got them for $49.99, which is a great price for a mini bust these days. And it wasn't a pre-order that's going to ship next April. They shipped it immediately, and we have it in hand now. That must have been kind of weird and freaky. Yeah. Because usually what happens is you order it, and then two years later it shows up. You're like, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember ordering this. I'll admit this was a bit of an impulse buy because of the $49.99 price. He's limited to 1,200 pieces. I think that's a good price for that edition size. If he'd been the 70 to 80 they've been lately, I would have passed. But for 50, I felt that that's probably the best price I'd see him at. I'm really glad I got him, though. This is a really cool piece. They've really done a good job of his greenish-yellow skin pallor. And this is, of course, the Return of the Jedi interpretation of the character. And they really did a good job on the veins on the back of his hand, too, when he had all those nasty, ugly veins. Fantastic. And I think they really, really did a good job with the face. Because it has that weird, you know, they just didn't, it didn't look human. Mm-hmm. So this looks really good. And they got the eyes all like, like he's strung out and <laughs> they're all red and he's got the nasty teeth. It's pretty good. I like busts that have some heft to them and kind of their base is more natural. You can see a little bit of the iconic gentle giant base here, but his flowing robe makes up the entire back of the base, which I always like. It makes it a little bit wider, a little more sturdy. I like it when I don't feel that by looking at it sideways, I'm going to break a piece off of it. And this is a good, solid chunk of polystone. You know, and I didn't even notice that they had done that with the robe, but that is phenomenal that they did that and they're able to hide the base because you only can see it down in front of his cane or behind his cane. 
One thing that I love about being a Star Wars collector is it makes me appreciate details I never notice in the movie. Like, I never noticed, however many times I watched Return of the Jedi, that there was this special clasp that closed the Emperor's cloak underneath his neck. I never noticed that either. And the only time I found it out is when Master Replicas came out with the cane and clasp set, and I picked that up, and... I really think that this has done a great job of reproducing both those pieces. The cane is nice and glossy and gnarled and just looks like a scaled down version of the one Master Replicas came out with years ago. It is molded into his hand, but they really went all out with that accessory and the glossy paint they gave it. Yeah, that looks really nice. But And you wouldn't want it loose or anything because then you'd have to have a separate hand and you're not going to get that at this price point. Mm-hmm. They also did a great job of the clasp on the robe. Again, really glossy paint looks... Just just like a scaled-down version of the Master Replicas one. And at a quarter-scale bust like this, I think that's a phenomenal detail that they added in. No, it's pretty good for the price point. It's a throwback to the old bust. Yeah. Price point and everything. Yeah, so I was real happy to get this. Now, I know that some non-Premier Guild members went and ordered it that night, and there must have been a flaw on the website because it allowed them to check out and buy it for $50. No word on if... General Giant has come back and gone, we realized our system had an error, and if you want this, you have to pay $20 more. But this is a great bust that was at a very good price. Speaking of solid chunks of stone, also got in the mail this week are the Carbon Freeze Me figures that we did at Star Wars Celebration 6, and I am so happy to be able to provide a hands-on review of these now, because honestly, I wasn't sure what to expect. We'd heard a couple other people's discussions of them, but I just didn't know what we were going to do. And I've seen a lot of people post pictures of theirs on Facebook, and it's the standard Celebration 6 profile photo. Now you can almost tag everybody who went to see 6 because they have a Carbon Freeze Me photo. We ordered two of each of the statues because I wanted a backup in case one broke. Redundancy. You're a programmer. Yeah. And because we ordered two, it took us a little bit longer to get ours than other people, but I'm still impressed we got them so quick because they said eight to ten weeks when we were placing the order, and it's been less than a month. And it's one of those things when they tell you that you forget that you even ordered it, which seems to happen a lot, not gonna lie. Yours came first, and it's kind of a freaky thing. Mine? The statue in general. Oh, yeah. But because yours came first, yours was the one that I judged first. First of all, it doesn't feel like I expected it to feel to the touch. It's very gritty. It is. It it feels like it's like an unsanded piece of stone. And it's leaving this little white residue everywhere. Like they put some kind of patina on it that's rubbing off the more I set it on things. You're right. I see what you're talking about. It's like we need to put a felt something on the back. Now, it has a hole on the back so you can hang it. Ah, I wonder what that was for. I'm like, can I see the back of my head? What's going on? And also on the back, I think it's very cool. They have the date that you were scanned so that it becomes like a photograph where you know exactly this is how I kind of looked at that point in my life. If I was frozen in carbonite. Yeah. And wearing a white headband when they took my photo. Yeah, well, they cut out the white headband. The detail on it is decent. If you look at the side control panels, they added some color to them on the top ones only, kind of like the Sideshow Collectibles way of doing it. Only the top ones need to light up. Well, yeah, that's, you know, budget cuts are hitting everywhere. The detail is sufficient. It's certainly not exacting. 
but it gets the point across of what those are supposed to be. The front of it is a stock front. Everyone gets Han's feet, legs, chest, and weirdly enough, his hair. Yeah, what I understand, because they're just doing the face. I understand why we all have Han's hair, but I don't think it really looks like Han's hair, does it? It made yours really not turn out too well, if I'm going to be honest. I know, mine is disappointing because I just, I don't think I look like that. It looks a little weird. Oh, I'm not denying it doesn't look weird. You also look like you might belong in a biker gang. I do might look like I belong in the biker gang. I will say that. It is very... It's because the figure doesn't have boobs. That does hurt it, too. It's they just... should have had a female version, but I guess that would... <sighs> but no. then you need no. different cup sizes and... It gets no, really... just make them all big. We'll all be happy. <laughs> it's also the face you made. Even though we picked what I thought was the best face, I don't know if they used a different face than the one we picked, but that face is just looking kind of awkward. But I think a lot of it comes down to the hair. I'm just very disappointed in yours, and that's why I didn't even want to open mine when it came. I didn't want to look at it, because I saw yours, and I'm like, oh, God. Well, I'm glad we have the collectible. I can check it off a bucket list of stuff to buy. But yours is awesome. Yours looks really good. It looks like you and everything. And maybe it's because you have short hair that it works. Actually, I don't think mine looks entirely like me. Because of the hair again, and because of the headband, the hairline has moved way back. It's almost very weird. I could definitely see myself in it. I feel that my face is a little squished down. It kind of looks like what my face looks like. You know those Spencer Gifts, like, nail things when you push your face into them? That's kind of what this looks like to me. I look like a caricature of myself is how I feel. I think that they made my face bigger than my face. I think they did that for me, too. Or... You know what it is, is just how it's related to the stock body. Uh, yeah, I'm not that crazy about mine, I'll be honest. I wouldn't disappoint you. I was like, yay, it's me and I look like a man. I'm not that excited about mine. I I think yours looks good, though. I think it's cool that we have collectibles of us in Carbonite. Yeah. But here's what it comes down to for me. You know how you can go to Walmart and get a birthday cake? And you can take it a photo and they'll scan it and print it in that edible icing. Mm-hmm. And it looks really freaking weird. We did that for like Star Wars Action News' first anniversary. We took the Star Wars Action News logo down. I had to put on a cake. Mm-hmm. That's how it looks like the front of this. This looks like frosting inkjet printing on the front of the Haunted Carbonite. You can see little like inkjet lines on it or something. And the faces, maybe it's this thing. It's just weirdly pixelated in a way that doesn't look sculpted. It doesn't look natural. Natural. It looks like Walmart print frosting. You know what it is? It's because they had a whole bunch of these and they just put the faces on. They don't make it all at once. And the face is sculpted separately. That's the that's the thing. But even down through the legs has that weird, like, inkjet 1996 print line thing. It's just how it's made, how it's etched. I'm sure there's some system that is automatically doing this. And it's doing it from the bottom up, and it's leaving these weird lines on it that just makes it feel like a low-res print. And so my final word is, I love it as a -a one-of-a-kind, unique, insert-yourself-into-a-collectible. But the tech just isn't quite there yet. It's not, and I wish it was better, but it is a cool collectible to have. Yeah. If I'd known how it would look, I would have only bought one of each. I thought you were being ludicrous. But fortunately, I got a couple much cooler collectibles this past week. Marjorie mentioned on the last show, I had a birthday coming up, and she was good to me. I was good to you. I actually, two people had a hand in it, so... 
besides me, trying to help me figure out what to get you. Because this may come as a surprise to some people, but it is hard to buy presents for Arnie because he just buys what he wants. That kind of makes it hard. And there's very few stones left unturned, so to speak. So when we were heading to Wizard World, we met up with Aaron Shane. And who designed your tattoo. He did draw my tattoo, and we had to pick up the artwork before we went to Celebration. So he was telling us about this eBay seller that had a whole bunch of vintage stuff in really good condition. And he sent us the seller's name so that we could take a look. And while we're driving along in the car, Arnie's driving and I'm on my phone buying him a vintage droid factory still in its original packaging, never opened a complete set. Arnie had no idea. I had no clue. I have to say that kind of came about because at our San Diego Comic-Con breakfast, Steve Sansweet brought some prizes for us to give away from another collector, and one of them was the Droid Factory set. It was loose, and it was won by this little kid whose eyes just lit up, and everybody was happy because he was going to get to play with it. But you found one that was still in its original box. Mm -hmm. And I'd been looking for a while ever since Comic-Con because you said you wanted it, and I listen for those little things sometimes because that's how I make my shopping list because there's things you will buy, and there's things you're like, oh, you know, I kind of want this, but I don't want to spend the time to look for the right one. So I'd been looking for ones that were complete, and it was really hard to find because all the sticker sheets were missing. And I can attest to that because whenever my brother got a toy, he'd put those stickers on the fridge, on the kitchen cabinets, on the TV, infuriating my mother. Jerry did an in-depth review of this about which pieces are hard to find, and you can listen to that in our archives. I really do suggest going back and listening to his review of the Vintage Droid Factory, because it was a really good prep piece for me, not even knowing this was coming. Mm-hmm. And I luckily found one that had never been opened, and it's still in box. It's The box has got some shelfware. It's a box that's nearly as old as us, so the box isn't in the greatest condition. I mean, it's pretty good for its age, I think. I mean, it's got some wear. It's got a little bent part. This, the paper, the tape is still there. Yeah, the problem with it is the tape they used, just they never expected. 30 years later, somebody would still have not opened it, and so the tape yellowed, and that's just how they sealed the boxes back mm-hmm. in 78. And the boxes were thinner than they are now. A yeah. lot thinner. So there's a little bit different. They, they weren't corrugated, Jerry no. tells me, in yeah. his packaging wisdom. So I got you that, and I was pretty proud of that and pretty excited because I did get it. I did have to pay for it, and I budgeted a certain amount, and I came in under what I thought I'd have to pay, so I was good with that. But I was happy that it was unopened because everyone I'd been seeing was missing like R2's legs for some reason in the sticker sheets. So this I thought was pretty good being able to get it. Now I feel like I have to buy you one to open and play with. I'm trying to decide if I may, when we finally get all set up, open this one. Because with the condition the box is in, I think that cutting open it carefully and folding it down and putting it behind, putting the good side behind this displayed might be a good way to do it. I kind of figured you'd open it since it was complete. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That was my goal is to get a complete one, and that was very hard to find. So I feel if you open it, I am totally fine with that. If you're cool with it, that may be what I do because I'm trying, trying, trying to not be a box collector. You I, failed. Not a box collector, a boxed Oh, okay. I don't want to keep things in box, especially if it's not a window box. Some of those window boxes are so nice, and once you take them out, you're never going to get them back like that. Exactly. But if it's just a cardboard box that I can fold down 
and later fold back up and it still looks like the same box. I always go back to what Steve Stansweet told me on the very first time we interview him. If it's a box without a window and you don't open it, how do you know what's in it? How do you know it's not full of VHS parts? That's very true. So because it's not a window box, even though it's vintage, I think that this is one I may carefully open when we get our display set up and just have fun displaying in that way, Mm -hmm. rather than spending the money on another one that's complete, given how expensive these are, and go that way. Because I don't know that if we ever bought one loose, we could be sure it's complete anyway. Exactly. So my goal is to get you a complete one, and I've succeeded. And I appreciate that. It is very cool. I haven't opened it yet, but I did take detailed pictures of the box because I just love vintage packaging with the old 70s kids with their 70s hair on it. Well, what's funny is I was showing it to Jerry and Jonathan at Celebration when you weren't near me. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And then I have a friend who listens to our show who has a mind like a steel trap. And I utilized Dale's mind and asked him if Arnie had the Sideshow Gorito 12-inch figure. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have it. Because I thought Arnie had mentioned that he had wanted it. I don't know why Arnie never picked it up because he likes Greedo. But I think there's that line of, I'm not collecting the 12-inch sideshow. Sideshow. Well, I buy the ones I like now. I later picked up a couple. I got the Darth Maul. It was my first one. But I was very picky and choosy. I also didn't get the Greedo life-sized bust or anything. You know, even though I love Greedo, I'm just still trying to focus collecting a little bit. But you got me this, and this was very cool. You found one that was theoretically unopened. If he was unopened, he was mispackaged. But he did seem like when I was taking him out that he had never been removed from the package. I wonder if he was removed for inspection so that the eBay seller wouldn't have to worry about me going, um, his ears broke. Yeah. But he was a little hard to find, too. There was some, but people were asking crazy amount of money for some, and some were mislisted. And I was really happy that you had found one that was mislisted. And I was kind of sweating it because you're like, oh, I'm watching this auction. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, okay, don't win it, don't win it, don't win it, don't win it, because I'd already paid for yours. <laughs> Luckily, you forgot about it and moved on, and you ended up with a Greedo. I did, and I am really impressed with the quality of this Greedo. I wasn't sure what to expect with this piece. But the moment I got it out of the box, I just really felt like the piece had jumped right off the screen. I think he's really good. I think they did a really good job on it. I mean, all the way down from the detail in his clothing to his head. Yeah, the clothing is absolutely perfect because if you've watched A New Hope a lot, you know that there's Rodians walking around in this exact same outfit all over Tatooine. They only have one Old Navy there. It's just a different time when you could have a big scene where Greedo was killed and then have Greedo walking around in the next scene and people just don't even pay attention. Mm -mm. But it just reminded me of the Rodians outside seeing the outfit in bright light. And I think most people know the story. This scene was shot twice, once with a woman in high heels and the other time with a man because the first time they shot it, it just, the mask didn't work out so well. But... I'm just astounded at the detail on the head with all the little bumps and all the spines on the back. His little spiky mohawk is pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. I want to touch it, but I'm afraid to. Oh, you can go ahead. They're pretty solid. They are. Oh, they're kind of rubbery and they move. Neat. 
And the little antennae on his head and the big, bulbous, glossy eyes. I mean, that's something that you really have to do right to sell with Greedo is those glossy eyes that the person behind the mask could see through. And I think they did a great job on that. He's even got like little bristles of hair on his snoot or whatever his nose is called. You can see the detail that they put on that. The ears have all those weird ridges to them. And another thing they did really well is the hands. Rodians have those strange, elongated suction cup fingers. Yeah. It's like they're glass makers, and that's how they move the glass. It always reminds me of the salt-sucking monster from Star Trek, the original series, but a really nice job. I inspected the heck out of his outfit. I'm like, all right, where's the loose threads? Because usually when you have these tiny sewn outfits, you can find some dangling threads. Other than one inside his collar, I could not find dangling threads. That's not bad at all. Now, I find it amusing because the box talks about the accessories he comes with. And it's, again, like Sideshow has, the really nice magnetic clasp boxes. And he has the detailed outfit and vest, which, absolutely. Yes. A Blastech DT-12 heavy blaster pistol. Yeah, he's got that. He actually has two because he has a removable hand. He has an alternate hand. You can either have him with just two outstretched fingers hands... And then it comes with a gun that the hands won't hold, but you can put in his holster. Or you can do a hand removal and swap out for a pistol-holding hand, which is how I have him at the moment. His hand was really hard to get out of the wrist, though. I was scared to death I was going to snap the thing off, because you're supposed to remove it from the forearm, ball joint and all. But what kept wanting to tear was what connected the ball joint to the hand on the one I was removing. So if you're going to change it, I recommend being very careful and picking the one you're going to go with. He comes with detailed belt with holster, and it did have a very nice belt. The interchangeable hands. And then the final thing he comes with is a tasty beverage. Well, was it tasty? Did you try it? I did not lick the collectible. Oh. But it was not... A liquid of any form, but it actually does hold in his hand pretty well in the elongated fingers hand. You can put a drink there. So you can have him standing by the bar, enjoying a beverage, or you can have him holding the gun. And of course, they made him primarily to go in that cantina environment with the Han and recreate the whole scene. But I think he does pretty well on his own. He does. And maybe you'll get the rest of it someday. I wasn't sure if you'd wanted it. Because some things you're like, yeah. Here's the thing is it's Greedo that's the best part of that whole thing. But looking at him, I'm just not a fan of the doll stands. I know. I was like, what's between his legs? It really kind of racks up his junk a little bit. Yeah. I tried posing him on the stand, and even though he's got a pretty well-articulated body, there's not a whole lot of ways you can pose him because the stand only goes one way. I was able to get the figure to stand on his own pretty well, but again, you can't do a whole lot of excessive posing with him that way. I tried recreating the gentle giant statue where he's got the crossed ankles and everything and then getting him to balance on the stand. All I succeeded in doing was coming close to ripping his outfit. Oh, that's not So I'm not going to be doing that. He's not uh, highly articulated in that way. And the Outfit is restrictive in certain ways so that I wasn't able to completely bend him around in various ways. But you're able to recreate anything he did in the movie. Mm-hmm. Except his lips moving. Yeah, that's that's creepy, though. <laughs> so thank you very much. I really do you're like welcome. both of these items. And that is our show for this week. All right, well, we'll see you next week. And then the week after that, don't forget, we'll be in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the Star Wars Reads Day at the Barnes & Noble in Roseville, Minnesota. Talk to you then. Yup, 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 yup.
Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved.